You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Safe Harbor by Sister Spooky 1013 on AO3. The sweeping view of the ocean was a welcome surprise. In a seaside town that simply didn't offer unsavory accommodations, it was, in fact, the cheapest place to stay. The secret of smirk he'd thrown her as they made their way to their rooms sent her belly tumbling, and she stood just a bit taller, carefully arranging her face into a neutral expression. The newness of it all made her feel raw and exposed. After years and so many miles traveled by air and road and foot, after pain and trauma and experiences no other person on earth could ever understand, the winding walls she'd built around herself weren't easy to tear down. Desperate, vulnerable closeness in one capacity butted up against strict privacy and compartmentalization in another. As far into her mind as she'd allowed him to burrow, she'd carefully kept him outside the bounds of her heart, until one day when she realized he was already there. Sirens blared the afternoon of their second day as they made their way back to the motel for dinner and a review of their case notes. Their looks of confusion and alarm were assuaged by the owner of the inn, a slouching Korean man with a weary smile. Tsunami warning, he explained calmly. The swell shouldn't be more than a few feet. We'll be safe up here. They assembled in her room with takeout boxes and overflowing files, sitting cross-legged on the bed, knee to knee. These were the comfortable, familiar spaces they'd already inhabited countless times. This was the easy part. The siren sounded again and they rose from the bed, moving to stand in front of the bank of windows that served as the fourth wall. The sun was sinking slowly into the horizon, the sky a wash of orange and pink sherbet above the gray expanse of the water, which was deceptively calm. With sudden determination, the water line began to advance toward the shore like an incoming tide on fast forward. Meeting with the rocky border of the beach, it swelled up and over, spilling onto the street and colliding with the sandbagged storefronts. I always pictured a tsunami as a big wave, she commented, wrapping her arms around her torso protectively. She startled as she felt his hands come to rest on her hips, and then the warmth of his chest pressed against her back. Her body and mind dueled for control, arguing for what is right and proper against what is good and desired. The soft skirt of his lips over the side of her neck pushed her thoughts aside, and she relaxed against him. Water is a deceptively powerful force. Even the most gentle, unobtrusive flow can move mountains and carve new paths in the earth, given enough time. It can be forceful, or it can be timid, but water always finds a way. Tender but eager fingers pulled away cotton and lace, stripping down armor that had been so carefully constructed only to crumble under the steady press of his presence in her life. There must have been cracks and then leaks. There must have been indications that it was happening. She had missed them all. She'd expected it to happen in a sudden, cataclysmic shift. From the moment she admitted to herself that she loved him, she'd been waiting for the moment he'd make that final move sweep her off her feet and throw her down on a bed, or the floor, or perhaps an office desk in some of her wilder fantasies. But that wasn't what happened. Not at all. The muted orange horizon gave away nothing of the destruction occurring below it, 
the final gasp of light disappearing behind the edge of the earth without fanfare. Cold, briny water invaded shops and restaurants, washed away cars, and stole chairs from patios as he lay her down gently, reverent lips against fevered skin. As he saw her, mask off and soul bared, and let her see him. His proclivity toward conversation did not end when his mouth was otherwise occupied, she'd found. He uttered things that made her blush, even with his head between her legs, making the profane and graphic sound like poetry. In the morning, she'd avoid his eye over breakfast until discussion of crime scenes and interviews brought them back to dry land, to a place that wasn't scary and uncharted. I want you to come in my mouth, he professed, and she gaped at his candor at the same time that she surged against his tongue, lost in the place where rational thoughts cannot reach you. That very first night had been quiet and unassuming, every moment existing independently from the last, neither past nor future of any consequence. Just here, just now. She'd wept when he entered her, and he was justifiably concerned that he was hurting her. That was the furthest possible thing from the truth. You feel so good, she'd assured him, embarrassed by her own emotions. He'd kissed her damp cheeks, rocking against her like gently lapping waves, cradled between her hips like a safe harbor. It felt like coming home. In the morning, after the tsunami, the sunrise washed the ruined beach in a buttery yellow glow, offensively cheery in light of what happened just hours before. The ocean water had returned to its proper home behind the shore, acting as though it had no role in the sandy, waterlogged streets and the swollen drywall of the storefronts. She woke alone, which was expected. As persistently as he continued to worm his way into the most carefully hidden parts of her, he respected her boundaries. In front of the bathroom mirror, she gently touched patches of reddened skin scraped raw by stubble and fingernails the blossoms of passionate kisses lining her chest. Evidence that he had been there, that it had happened, that it would undoubtedly happen again. He met her in the lobby with a muffin and a coffee made to her preference. She felt the weight of his desire to kiss her, to offer a morning greeting that was, thus far, not permitted. She carefully avoided his eye. As she leaned forward to pull a file from her briefcase, she felt his gaze on her and flashed up to look at him. His eyes were trained on the exposed patch of skin above the cup of her bra where he'd marked her, a satisfied smirk on his mouth. She waited until she saw her seeing him, and they held eye contact for the briefest of moments, a millisecond of acknowledgement. It felt more intimate than a kiss. Ever ebbing, sometimes rushing, Seldom crashing, he wore her down and down and down. He found a way. She was glad he did. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there. <laughs>